presented by Meta. Hey, good morning, Playbookers. I'm Raghun Manavalan. It's Friday. For Joe Biden and Donald Trump, all roads lead to Pennsylvania. It's your Politico Playbook Daily Briefing. For months, President Joe Biden and Donald Trump have been shadowboxing on the campaign trail, zigzagging across the country on parallel paths that never quite intersected. That's about to change. On the final weekend before Election Day, both men will campaign in Pennsylvania. And as Politico's Christopher Catalogo and Meredith McGraw report, the must-win battleground has emerged as a proxy fight between the two. They write, the stops foreshadow a likely 2024 rematch and escalate the posturing that's been simmering since Biden vanquished Trump two years ago, thanks in large part to reclaiming Pennsylvania. Christopher told us on Thursday night that for Biden, he clearly feels more comfortable returning to Pennsylvania than he does traveling to the other battleground states. It's not just evident in the numbers. He's been back there exponentially more times than almost anywhere else, but also in the way he talks about his Scranton roots and even the level of detail he shares with people about the state of the Senate race between John Fetterman and Mehmet Oz. While the White House and Biden allies are confident they'll at least walk away from the midterms with a split decision at the top of the ticket with Josh Shapiro expected to win, it would still be a psychological blow to the president to lose a Senate race in his own backyard and a must-win state in 2024. Meredith told Playbook that for Trump, he's bragged about his track record with endorsements, but gubernatorial candidate Doug Mastriano has been lagging in the polls behind Shapiro. And Oz still isn't a shoo-in, even after Fetterman's debate performance this week. For Trump, Pennsylvania is not only a test of its kingmaker claims, but his own 2024 prospects too. Biden lost Pennsylvania to Biden in 2020. And if Trump-backed candidates in the state lose at a time when Republicans claim the political wins should be at their back, it allows critics and opponents to say that once again, Trump blew it. Despite high overall turnout so far, early voting rates among young people have collapsed compared to 2020. Politico's Jessica Piper reports, leaving Democrats concerned about whether they'll cast ballots this year. She writes, They could still show up to the polls on election day, but their appearance from the ranks of early voters so far puts Democrats at a disadvantage because the party still has to chase their votes instead of banking them ahead of November 8th. Here's what's up in Washington today, starting with the White House at 5.30 p.m. Eastern. President Joe Biden will depart Newcastle, Delaware to head to Philadelphia. There, the president and Vice President Kamala Harris will deliver remarks at a reception for the Pennsylvania Democratic Party. Afterward, Biden will depart Philadelphia to head back to Newcastle. Vice President Kamala Harris will also participate in a moderated conversation on protecting reproductive rights with Representative Mary Gay Scanlon and Sophia Bush at 3.50 p.m. The House and the Senate are out today. Also, a happy birthday to Representative Byron Donalds, David Finkel from The Washington Post, Bill Gates, and Politicus Kara Tabor, who often hosts the show. Uh, here to help you find meaning in your ongoing existential crises is Politico's FDA reporter and astrology emperor, Catherine Foley. Hello, Catherine. How are you doing today? You know, uh, I am good. I was in the office yesterday. Uh, there were lots of people in costume, and somebody asked me if I was one of them. Here to tell you, I was not. And also, this isn't the first time this has happened to me. So. Do with that information what you will. Uh, what are our identities, if not the costume we use to mask ourselves from the world around us? Uh, also, would like to reiterate, on behalf of both of us, we both trust in and are advocates of science. We just love astrology, too. October 28th. What do you know about people born on this date? That's a great question. So we're in peak Scorpio season, which is one of my favorite seasons. Scorpios have a bad rap for being, like, too intense. But I tend to think of them as creative, destructive forces. They are people who will 
burn it all to the ground and build it back up. They are mysterious. They are um, intense. They are um, probably pretty secretive, but uh, boy, oh boy, if if they want to change the world, they will probably do it. Uh, what might be on the horizon for the day itself? Uh, what should people maybe be working on uh, beyond destruction and creativity? Yeah, exactly. I would say like, I'm trying to lean into my Scorpio self. I'm not a Scorpio. Um, but I'm trying to lean into this energy right now. So I'm trying to think about like, how can I turn, if I'm facing problems, how can I turn them completely upside down so I can rebuild them? So maybe that's some inspiration for you today. Maybe think outside of the box, instead of doing things that in a way that it just isn't working, what if you just burn the whole system to the ground and start over again? Maybe it's a time of transformation that we could all use, you know, right before the holiday season, maybe. So happy Scorpio season, everybody. Uh, I guess it's no surprise then that Election Day falls right in the middle of Scorpio season then. Yeah. Click of star charts are always welcome, by the way. Thanks for joining me, Catherine. Yep. Thanks for having me. For more news on what's breaking in D.C. right now, subscribe to the Playbook newsletter. That's at politico.com slash playbook. Our music is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Playbook's editor is Mike DeBonis. Zach Stanton is Playbook's deputy editor. The executive producer and head of audio here at Politico is Jenny Ahmed. I'm Raghun Manabalan. Have a good weekend. We'll see you first thing Monday morning. Some people say the metaverse will only be virtual. One day, surgeons will get countless hours of additional, hands-on practice in the metaverse before operating on patients. The metaverse will help make education more interactive, allowing students to travel to space, to learn about the rings of Saturn up close, or to ancient Rome to watch Mark Antony debate in 32 BC. In the future, farmers will use augmented reality to help run irrigation simulations to ensure the best yields, and urban planners will model traffic solutions to help decrease commute times, paving the way for less congested cities. The metaverse may be virtual, but the impact will be real. Learn more about what Meta is building for the metaverse at meta.com slash metaverseimpact.